Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the Just a great, great week at camp. And I will say this, these are, we've gone to a lot of camps, April and I have, and uh, these were the best group of students, one of the best groups of students we've ever taken. We had no problems whatsoever the whole time we were gone. Everybody got along, everybody prayed together uh, and just worked together and served together, and we were so proud of them and all that they did. Uh, John, would you get me a mic? Um, I forgot to get one. And so we're going to let the students kind of just share some of their, um, we'll use this one, <clears throat> some of their testimonies and just kind of the things that God did for them this week at camp. Not all of them are going to speak, but a couple of them <laughs> are going to speak. We'll start with Miss Brittany. We'll let her, her, her begin.
Amen. Aren't you proud of our kids? Let's give them another big round of applause. Proud of all of their willingness to to be open before the Lord. I think that all of us can probably learn a lesson from from them in that, that uh, we want transformation, we want life change. It takes a willingness to be open and vulnerable before the Lord. Amen? It takes us a willingness to really uh, hear from God and being able to respond to what He's saying in our lives. And I can say with uh, utmost confidence this week that that's exactly what they did. Uh, They listened to the Lord, they heard from the Lord, and they responded to what the Lord said. And I believe that we're going to see great things from them uh, in the future moving forward. And again, just to reiterate what April and Brittany said, let's love them and support them and encourage them on. I remember coming home from camp, sometimes it was disappointing uh, because the first time I made a mistake... uh, I would hear these words from people in my life sometimes is that, oh, I guess you didn't really get anything at camp. Challenging what God had done in my life. Well, we are encouragers of God's word. We are encouragers to move forward. And, and that doesn't mean they're perfect and they're not going to make a lot of mistakes because they are as they grow, grow in God. But, uh, but we're going to see great things from them. I'm excited about the cause of God that was birthed in their life, the freedom that they experienced, and it's just been a great, great week. Thank you so much for supporting them. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians 5. I'm not going to preach long this morning, but I want to share just a few things that kind of uh, coincide with what we've been uh, sensing really over the last few weeks and and just really what God has even been talking about uh, in our own personal lives and our hearts as a corporate body. God has been dealing with us uh, and the theme has been freedom. It has been uh, the freedom that God wants us to experience. Our worship, uh, we felt a freedom. Last week was phenomenal in worship. Today we feel that same freedom. Uh, at camp they talked about freedom over and over again. Uh, the three nights was the first night was open the door talking about how Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. All you got to do is open the door. The second night of camp was talking about walking through the door, step through the door, and let God take you into a new realm of understanding. Let Him take you to a new place. And then the last night was close the door. Close it to anything in your past. If God's made you a new creation, then close the door to the things in the past and live in that freedom that God has given you. So freedom... Freedom is what I want to talk to you about today. In a world that we live in that has so many entanglements, uh, it has always been God's desire for us to live free from the bondages of this world. God does not want you to live in bondage to this world or to anybody. I'm going to say that again. God does not want you to live in bondage to this world or to anybody. He wants you to live free today. He wants you to be free from sin. He wants you to be free from depression. He wants you to be free from oppression. He wants you to be free from any kind of bondage that the enemy might want to put on your life. And we live in a world that has so many entanglements. There are so many things that that are reaching for us and trying to bind us down that are keeping us the pressures of life, our jobs, our relationships at times, different things that are trying to hold us back and keep us from being what God desires for us to be. But His Word in Galatians 5 and 1 captures His heart and His sentiment toward us. And I'm going to read to you today from the Message Bible because I think it puts it in a real practical terms for us this morning. It says, Christ has set us free to live a free life. Why did He set us free? 
so that we can live a free life. It says this, So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. Today we're celebrating the 4th of July. What is the 4th of July? It is our independence from what? Tyranny and slavery and bondage. And we celebrate that in a physical sense. But 2,000 years ago, a man named Jesus went to Calvary's cross and He died on the cross for you. He took stripes on His back. He took a spear in His side. He took a crown of thorns on His head. And He did that for one reason, so that we could live free. You can be in physical bondage today, but if you have the Savior, no one can take away the spiritual freedom that you experience in Jesus Christ. I think about a story, and I've probably shared it to you, with you before, but of Viktor Frankl, who was a, a master violinist, and he was a Jew, and he was taken captive by the Nazis, and they would take him in bondage, and they would make him, because he was a master violinist, and they would put him in front of large crowds of, of uh, Nazi officers and dignitaries, and they would force him to play the violin with nothing on. And they would, they would just mistreat him and abuse him, force him to do things that that our minds can't even begin to fathom. But this is what he said. He said, no one can take away the freedom to think and do and feel what you feel. You have a choice of whether or not to choose your attitude and how you're going to respond to the situations of life. And if a man like that can understand what freedom in Christ can do for us, I think us living in the kind of situation that we live in can certainly grasp that and reach out and take hold of that. Christ has set us free. Somebody say amen to that. Christ has set us free. Why did He set us free? He set us free to live a free life. Like I said, that there's a lot of things in this world that can bind you. There's a lot of things that may even have you bound up today. That is not God's plan for you. He desires for you to not struggle and not to go through life miserable and depressed and just struggling. He desires for you to have the joy and the hope that comes from Him. If you have not experienced freedom yet, I just encourage you, you can today. You can. The biggest enemy that we have in experiencing freedom really is ourselves. It's our unwillingness to check our attitude. It's our unwillingness to embrace the life that God has prepared for us. It's our unwillingness to to advance beyond our current state and to really reach out and grab hold of the things that God has in store for us. But God wants that for each and every person in this place today. God wants that for you. God wants that for your family. God wants that for this church. God wants that for this community. He wants us to experience the freedom that He so freely offers. It is for freedom that He has set us free. It goes on to say, so take your stand. Take your stand. Can I ask you this morning, what are you standing for today? What are the hallmarks of your life? What are the things that you will not negotiate about? What are the things that you will not compromise 
in in your life? What are the things that you say, I will not take no for an answer in this area. I will stand strong and stand firm and no matter what the enemy says, no matter what my family says, no matter what the the community or the state or the government says, we are going to hold steadfast in this area and we will not waver. Can I just say that if the church doesn't wake up and start responding to the onslaught of the enemy, we're going to find ourselves again under oppression and under tyranny. Not necessarily in a physical sense, but certainly in a spiritual sense. We have allowed, and I blame the church, and I'm part of it, so I'm talking to myself as much as I am anybody. We, we have allowed the enemy to just push an onslaught of immorality down our throats and to just plague our society with things that do not work because they are counter to what God's plan for our lives are. It's time for the church to take a stand. It's time for the church to rise up and have a voice. It's time for us to have an opinion about what God says about situations that we're dealing with in our country and in our lives and in our community. There are just some things in God's Word that are steadfast and solid and they are not changing. And it doesn't matter what the interpretation of the world around us says. The fact is, God's Word has already been spoken, it's already been written, and it is unchanging and it is eternal. It is eternal. I am disturbed by the things that I see taking place in our society around us. But one of the things that disturbs me more than anything is the illiteracy of the church when it comes to biblical understanding. When it comes to the lack of biblical knowledge and just understanding of what God's Word says, it's it's disturbing. Church, I'm begging you and I'm saying to you please from pastor's heart this morning that if you got anything in your heart, it better be the Word of God. You better hide the Word in your heart or you will be deceived. The Bible says in the last days there will come false teachers, people that will tell you what you want to hear and they will lead many astray. Why? Because people don't know the Word of God, they don't know how to validate the truth and they fall prey to the lies and the seat of the enemy. We need to be people that are founded and grounded upon the Word of God. Solid and steadfast, knowing what God says about the situation. God has an opinion about your life. God has an opinion about your living conditions. God has an answer to every situation that you face in life. And those answers and those promises are found in His Word. And I'll just say this to you today. If you're waiting on me, to tell you everything that you need to know to live a godly life and a holy life, you are going to fall short. You know, the, one of the speak I can't remember the name, I think it was Kate McVeigh said this, we, we feed our, spirit, our, our flesh three hot meals a day and we feed our spirit one cold snack a week. And we wonder why our flesh is just running roughshod over our lives. It's not. It's not enough. It's not enough in the world that we live in for you to only get preaching 
on the weekends or even on Wednesday night. If I preach to you Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, I'm telling you that's not enough for you. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus yourself, a personal devotion life, a willingness to get in the Word yourself, and spend time in prayer with God. That's what it takes to live an overcoming Christian lifestyle in this world that we live in today. So take your stand. I'm tired of the enemy deciding my fate. I'm tired of the enemy deciding my future. I'm tired of the enemy deciding the outcome in situations in my life. But rather, I'm going to take hold of God's Word, which is the sword of the Spirit, and I'm going to stand against the enemy who will stand with me today. The last thing it says is this. Never again let anyone... Can I just add in parentheses there, anything as well. Never again let anyone or anything put a harness of slavery on you. Jesus set you free so you could live free. And He didn't set you free so you could feel better about your situation and go right back into the squalor and mess that He just delivered you out of. He didn't set us free so we could go back to that same old pig slop hole that we just come out of. Find ourselves in the same old pit and same old situation. God didn't deliver us so that we could crawl right back into the same mess that we just came out of. And so many times it's like the Bible talks about a pig returning to the mud or dog to the vomit which is, that's tough. But it's the truth. We get free in these altars. We come down here and we let God do some work in our lives and He delivers us. He sets us free. We feel an experience with God and then we go home and we go right back into the same mess that we just came out of. Never again. He says never again. Let anybody or anything put a harness on your life. Don't let anybody enslave you. If God has set us free, then let's live free. If God has given us freedom, then let's enjoy freedom. And what means we're free to be all that He says I can be. And no one tells me otherwise. Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand. And never again, never again let anyone or anything put a harness of slavery on you. Would you stand across this place this morning? Amber comes back to the keyboard today. My altar call is simple today. I'm going to ask, actually ask our students to come and serve as our prayer team this morning. They have, many of them have never prayed for anybody before until this week. And then I saw them praying for each other in the altars. And here's the facts. It doesn't matter who does the work, does the, uh, as the conduit, who is the partner with God because Jesus does all the work in the process anyway. Here's what I believe is that when anybody that's a child of God touches you, it's just like Jesus touching you. When anybody who's a child of God prays for you, it's just like Jesus praying for you. I can be completely uneducated and ill-equipped to pray for you, but through the power of Jesus Christ, He can meet your need. With every head bowed and every eye closed across this place, if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, the things that you're talking about, 
I feel in my spirit. I feel like for me personally, there's some things that I want to be free from. There's some, there's some bondages that I just want broken off my life. I am, I am a slave to other people's opinions. I'm a slave to others' ideas about my life. I'm, I'm a slave to oppression or depression. And I feel these things waiting upon my life. And today, I want to lay them aside. I want the freedom that you talk about to be experienced in my own life. If that's you, would you take a step out of your seat right quick, move toward these altars, and let one of these students lay a hand on you. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We would love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. These cursed memories we would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself face down on your shore. Say, come to the river.